Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. We don't... The United States military is not a haven for every time something goes wrong. We are active duty men and women. We serve the country. We don't serve a riot crowd. We don't serve politically correct... We ain't here for flunkies. We're here to protect the world. You got police departments for that. Well, uh, that is a great point. That is a great point. Uh, I have a question. Has the military actually been called out yet anywhere? I mean, besides the National Guard, which is, you know, that is their role is to guard the nation. Um, but, you know, also the military. Listen, if, if we were invaded, let's say, by a foreign uh, adversary, if we were invaded by ISIS, for example, or the Canadians, or, you know, maybe uh, maybe Fiji, you know, any, maybe they're sick and tired of us taking their water. Um, it may, if we were invaded by some foreign adversary, would we call the police department or would we call the uh, the military? If there was some kind of revolution, you know, who would fight back? Would the police be in charge of quelling the revolution or would you use the military? I mean, I'm, I'm not... I'm just I'm I'm confused because there seems to be a lot of question now between the president and the defense secretary and former defense secretaries and military operatives and the police department and governors as to who really is in charge of of making sure Americans are safe. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it was everybody. I thought every and again, I've never been in the military. Uh, I've never been a police officer. I've never been elected to anything. Um, but I do know that a lot of these in- individuals from the president on down take some kind of oath. They take an oath to protect and serve or to protect against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I mean, that's still a thing, too, right? Protecting against domestic enemies. I understand that the military has a lot of important business around the world. But when there's trouble here at home, isn't that something also that the military is in charge. I know we have a lot of military people uh, listening to the show, so maybe you could maybe you could add some add some clarity uh, for that. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. I have seen military police marching um, in the streets and that kind of thing. Uh, I have seen. I, I know some of the helicopters have been flying low around Washington D.C. as well. Uh, but the long and the short of it is, I, you know, I feel like whenever there seems to be a threat to the United States of America, to the Capitol, to the president that, you know, I mean, don't we don't we kind of have like an all hands on deck or safety at all costs kind of uh, kind of mentality? I don't know. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five, eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five is our number. By the way, it's not that I never wanted to join the military. It's that they never wanted me. I'd like to point that out before people start calling in and tell you, coward, Canadian, more. Uh, 855, I just, I guess they looked at me and they're like, you know, we, you don't really have anything to offer us. Uh, 855-765-1045. Uh, this is the Marque Show. Thanks so much for joining us. It's Thursday today. It's Friday Eve. It's a miserable, uh, wet, dark, you know, just dismal Friday Eve. It's uh, looking like it's going to be that way for a while. We've got the weather to deal with. We've got all kinds of, uh, there are protests again um, scheduled 
scheduled for tonight. I know that the beach by the Seawalk Pavilion, they were scheduling a protest, a peaceful protest, a march, if you will. There was one in San Marco the other day, and uh, these continue to go on now a week after. I assume they'll be going on next week as well as we get closer and closer to the to the George Floyd Memorial Services. Um, Joe Biden, I heard, was going to attend. I don't know if he still is. Maybe somebody pointed out to him that that could be politicizing uh, an American tragedy. Although I think a lot of people have been politicizing this American tragedy. So hopefully, may, and, you know, maybe he just maybe he just doesn't care. But I, you know, and I feel like the protesters, the people, like the legitimate peaceful protesters, not the looters, not the rioters, not Antifa, not the guys throwing the bricks, not the not the teenagers from the suburbs who uh, who leave their parents' basement and drive downtown to just you know to just wreak havoc for no because they're bored. You know, not not the Bernie bros, not those people. I'm talking about the legitimate protesters who are are upset and are fed up and are trying to use the tools given to them in the Constitution of the United States. Peacefully assembling the uh, freedom of speech, you know, all that stuff and, you know, freedom of religion, because I see a lot of preachers and priests and 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 religious leaders now taking to the streets as well. All of the rights and freedom of the press. Even I see a lot of people using what was granted to them as their rights by the founding fathers, by God, by whomever you think put us in charge. You know, everyone's looking at the Bill of Rights and saying, okay, how can I make change uh, peacefully in this country? I'm going to A, B, C, D. That's what I'm going to do. But then there's the other people that use it as an excuse to get free Apple computers and clothing from clothing stores and cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. I'm not talking about those people. But the peaceful protesters, I feel like there is there is the danger of a of a of a protest fatigue almost. I feel like the more protests there are and the longer it goes on, the less the message seems to be getting through to the people that it needs to get through to. And I use coronavirus as an example. When coronavirus first started, when coronavirus hit, man, what did we all do? We canceled everything. We canceled we canceled school. We canceled church. We canceled the players. We canceled the NBA. Everything was shut down. There were no restaurants, no bars, no gyms, no movie theaters, no tattoo parlors. Nothing. You all everybody went home. Everybody stayed at home. It was intense. But as it went on, week after week after week, people started hanging out with their neighbors. People started, you know, going out and having pool parties. People started going to the beach. People started ignoring the uh, the, uh, the the social distancing. People started wreaking havoc. People were like, come on, we're, 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 nothing is happening. Let's get back out there. And I kind of feel like the danger for the people that really want to make change in this country is an overabundance or too much of this for too long could dilute your message. And in the end, you're not going to actually find the change that you're hoping for because it's almost, you know, it's, it's almost like when you turn on the TV and the same shows on every single day, you just you just kind of tune it out. And, and I understand that we're just a week and a half into this, but there's got to be some kind of organized message that is not just let's protest, let's riot, you know, let's do this kind of thing. Let's actually work toward change. And the past day or two, I've been, I mean, I've been watching everything I can watch. I've been reading everything I can read. I've been going through Twitter and social media and Facebook and whatever. And I think I found in the most unlikely place, somebody who finally gets it and finally understands how to make this movement 
You know, this this entire this entire George Floyd movement, this entire hey, we we're tired. We're sick and tired of it. We want change. We've been protesting for it seems like forever. I think I found somebody who who totally gets it, who understands it and can articulate it. And the, it, it, the it's the most unlikely place. It's the guy who was closest to George Floyd, his brother, Terrence. And I saw something. This was on CNN. I was watching it on CNN. It was carried elsewhere, but I happened to catch it on CNN because, you know, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And I'm watching CNN and I'm watching this guy talk and I'm saying this guy gets it. This guy understands. This guy has an amazing message for his community and for everybody else. This guy's words need to be heard. And I was actually kind of. And I kind of stoked that CNN was was turning over their platform to this fellow so that he could discuss what he really felt. And he could share this message of peace, of change, of of, you know, nonviolence. And I'll play it for you. I and mean, I pulled a bunch of it. I have it all for you right here. It was incredible to watch and it was incredible to see where it was coming from. And then just hours later, CNN used that platform that they had momentarily used for good, used their network, which they had momentarily used to try to to calm people down, used their platform, which they had momentarily tried to use to promote peace and unity and harmony and nonviolence and bring the country together. And they then used that same platform to just rip everybody back apart. They just tried. They uh, they had they had a good thing going for a minute, and then boom! They actually put a show on the air that inspired violence, that inspired people to go out and and unpeacefully protest. They they were inspiring people. They were promoting the violence and the civil disobedience and the acts that that really every I think each and every one of us have for the last couple of days said this is not right. This is not the way to change. If you're CNN. It's 100%. We don't need more, less of it. We need more of it. 855-765-1045. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to play you all this audio here in just a minute. We have a ton of your open mic messages, too. And we got a bunch of people already chiming in about military riots, when to use uh, military force, when not to. We're going to get to all y'all here in just a minute, so stay tuned. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch The Mark K Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is The Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Look, kids, you can vote yourself into socialism, but you'll have to shoot your way back out. That's my motto, 855-765-1045. Uh, we have all these. I want to play these clips of Terrence Floyd here in just a minute. And I also want to uh, play you what CNN did to provoke more violence after they played Terrence Floyd begging people to end the violence, uh, which is really it's kind of I don't even know if that I guess they weren't prepared. Sometimes CNN gets caught off guard. They will uh, they will they will play something that they think is going to go one way and it go, and it backfires on them. And I believe when they put their cameras on Terrence Floyd, who is George Floyd's brother, speaking to a crowd of protesters, I really think that they were they were shocked by what happened. And they were probably 
upset and angered by what he said because it didn't go along with their narrative. That's okay. They have their own reporters and hosts like Chris Cuomo, who if anyone needs anger management, it's him. Uh, he went on later and he then inspired more people um, to continue to the violent protests and continue to, uh, you know, go out there and wreak havoc and, and sow the seeds of, of disorder and discourse. Uh, we'll get to all that first. We have a couple phone calls, though, from military personnel. This is Tom on the north side. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Oh, doing great, man. So the military, military police, helicopters, if it gets real bad in Minnesota or Seattle or New York City, where nobody seems to want to stop the violence in New York City for whatever reason, if it gets real bad, is there a point where it's okay for the president to militarize uh, the city? I believe there should be a protocol because our, our oath to the military is all enemies foreign and domestic. Right, that's what I, I thought. Feel yeah. like, I feel like... I feel like there should be a protocol. There should be a line, a permanent line drawn in the sand in any city that, you know, that experiences something like this. The military should be brought in and it should be, they should take swift action and, and overcome whatever the problem is and bring it down to a level that the, that the uh, local law enforcement can handle it. Right. I, I think it's ridiculous that they're letting this stuff happen, especially since we know that people are, it, it, it's not, it's not people that are rioting because of the situation. It's people that are taking advantage of the situation and bringing people in. Correct. And George Soros, who is a huge promoter of a lot of these violence, I mean, he's a foreigner. He's not from the United States. And you could see that as you could see that almost as like a foreign invader, couldn't you, if he's promoting violence here on our streets? Well, you know, if we if we got smart and took care of it, that would be the way it is. But George Soros, everybody's, oh, I wish he was dead. Well, you know, the thing is, there's more than one George Soros in this world. Yeah. So there's always going to be somebody to step in his place. Yeah. No, the that's point okay. is that we need to just, we need to draw a line in the sand, have a protocol. That's what we have our, our National Guard for. We use our Coast Guard around our coast. Every, somebody, when I first turned this on, I heard some guy say uh, something about the military doesn't belong in the United States, uh, you know, protecting the United States. That's a bunch of crap. Right. Because the, the, the Coast Guard, I mean, the Coast Guard, their number one thing is law enforcement. They stop drug trafficking. They stop, you know, they stop people poaching whales on the shore. They are like number one, a, a law enforcement agent. That's a great point. That's a great point about the Coast Guard. And let's not forget the Space Force. The Space Force is up there protecting the United States of America. And I guarantee you, if stuff were going down on American soil, the Space Force would be right there uh, to step in and make sure that, again, all enemies foreign and domestic are dealt with space force 855-765-1045 this is morgan in middleburg how you doing morgan hey pretty good how are you hey good is your window down or something morgan because it's really loud wherever no, you are it's up now okay. it's up now all right real quick what do you yeah. want to say morgan hey you know it, it's reverting back to the, to the last caller you know we supported and defended constitution the united states for 20 years yeah Okay, against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Yeah. Okay, I have shot many foreigners. Don't think I won't shoot one that's domestic. You know, I yeah. feel... As a foreigner, that doesn't bring me a lot of uh, that doesn't bring me a lot of peace. But look, I think Morgan, I, and I appreciate your sentiment, but I, I think that people are 
misunderstanding what's happening. I think when people think military, they're like stealth bombers and tomahawk missiles and, you know, uh, Navy SEALs that come in, like swoop in in the middle of the night and execute you with sniper-like efficiency. That's not what we're talking about. I mean, that's not going to happen to Americans. We're not, there's not going to be a drone like with uh, with General, um, what's his name, Soleimani, uh, that, that comes into Iraq and strikes him in his car and obliterates him. That's not what's going to happen to the protesters. We're talking about clearing the streets and making them safe. We're not talking about a massive military strike. We're not talking about a coup. There's not going to be you know, smart bombs that are going off in downtown uh, Manhattan. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a military presence more as a peacekeeping effort, much like the Coast Guard or much like the National Guard, just on a grander scale if things get totally out of control. Hey, thanks so much for your call. We, we appreciate it. Uh, don't shoot foreigners, by the way, especially in this studio. I'd like to point that out. That's, we're going to put that on the door. 855-765-104. I got a couple more of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. Then we're going to get to what CNN did, which I think is just abhorrent. Abhorrent. Uh, and we've got, like I said, more of your comments and open mic messages on the way. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Can someone send the looters and the rioters in the direction of the IRS building, please? <laughs> like, you know what? Hey, if we're going to loot and riot, why don't we loot and riot places that we can all agree need to be looted and uh, shut up for like a couple of a uh, couple of months? 855-765-1045. I just have a question. If you loot, do you have to pay taxes on what you loot? Like, for example, these guys robbing the Apple store. I mean, if you get a two, three thousand dollar Apple computer or a bunch of iPhones, um, don't you have to pay tax on that? Is that something only if gonna... you declare it? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I wonder if they're going to come after him for that kind of thing. Or uh, there was there was one video, a couple of really interesting videos. One video I I believe it was New York City, a looter robbed uh, an Apple store, got the big, huge iMac, whatever, started walking down the street. And then other looters who I guess were late to the party or didn't know there was an Apple store there saw that he had this computer and they just literally jumped him and robbed. the. They looted the looter, basically. So these are like two or three different degrees of looter separation. Another instance, there was a there was a a, a uh, massively expensive Rolls Royce SUV. I think it's called a it's called a what's it called? A Rolls Royce SUV. Yeah, it's called the Mull Mullinger or whatever. <laughs> anyway, it's very it's like a five hundred thousand dollar car. Rolls on up to this luxury shop. Guys jump out of it. They loot a store and then get back in the Rolls Royce and drive away. Is it the Cullinan? The Cullinan. Thank you. Yeah, very much. Thank you very much. And uh, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, is are times that bad that people driving Rolls Royces need to loot? I mean, is that real? Or maybe that's how they make their payments. I don't, I don't understand. 855-765-1045. We've got Felix on the north side. Felix, hi. Thanks so much for calling. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You're one of my favorite shows, and I appreciate every time you take my call. Oh, Felix, you're anyway, one of my you're one of my favorite Felixes. So that's great. Look, we have that. That's awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're one of my favorite marks, and I know about five of them. <laughs> oh wow! All right, great. Well, what do you want to say today, Felix? Okay, uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine recently. Actually, this morning we were discussing the uh, Second Amendment and the right to bear arms, and yep. not only that, the right to form a militia. Sure. And he's under the impression that you can get 10, 20, 100 guys and form your own militia. And I'm trying to tell him that's not how it is. It's a well-regulated militia by each state. Each state can regulate their own militias. 
You cannot just get 100 guys and form your own. Or am I incorrect there? Well, I mean, there are don't well, there are militias out there that are that are basically like a hundred guys all hanging out together in the woods. In fact, there are militias that have been um, moving toward Minneapolis and other hot zones to kind of help protect the um, the area. But I, as far as I know, militia is a terminology that is not. I mean, that's not like an that's not like a uh, a certified organization or something. It's basically a group of people that work together towards some kind of military goal. Um, for and but again, they're illegal, they well, they're not. I mean, they're not illegal. No, if you have, as long as you're following the laws of the state, you could form a militia. And for example, if you're buying weapons and registering them and that kind of thing, then you could you could do that. You could call yourselves whatever you, whatever you want. In fact, there was um, there was an article I was reading in this group called I forget the Boogaloo's or something. And I don't even know what that means. It's probably some term from history that will offend people. But these are a bunch of guys in North Carolina. They're 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 military. They are uh, they are firearms enthusiasts. They're survivalists. They get together and they all got a call or they got like the bat signal. Go to Minneapolis because there's looters and rioters and they need our help. So these boogaloo's got went from North Carolina all the way to Minneapolis, 18 hour drive with their with their guns and their and their ammo and their bulletproof vests. Just to basically keep the peace. And technically, that is a militia. Um, I also I, I believe there was a group of guys outside of a Target store, I want to say, in Philadelphia. And the, they knew the Target, like Target is a Target <laughs> for looters. Maybe they shouldn't kind of call themselves Target. Maybe that was a bad choice of words. But Target is a Target for looters. We've seen tons of Targets getting getting just smashed. The windows are smashed. People drag out the TVs. We've seen it over and over again. So this one Target store had about 100, 120 guys standing outside of it, and they were there to protect it. They were there to protect it. And as a result, I mean, look, they didn't have guns. They didn't have weapons. They were just 100 guys standing together in solidarity to protect the building from potential looters. I assume under the terms that I understand a militia to be, that could be a militia as well. Now, this has nothing at all to do with the military because the military is the military and the president is the commander in chief. And again, as far as I understand it, if the commander in chief feels that there's a threat domestically to American lives, he can use the military to basically dispose of or quell that threat. I could be wrong. Probably, though, I'm not. Uh, Will in Jacksonville. How you doing, Will? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, good morning, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, uh, two things for you. First thing, again, with the military yeah. youth, it, I'm a re military retiree. Um, if we have to get to that point, that means local law enforcement has failed. That means National Guard has failed. That means there's no other means necessary. But at the same time, with our military, you don't need the Navy SEALs and the Rangers and all the spec ops guys. Every military person that's ever entered basic training and gone through any preliminary training in the military has gotten basic security and basic uh, crowd control training. Right. Everyone that serves, everyone that's in a uniform is trained to do that job. And so if he has to get to that point, it would be a sad day. But at the same time, the use of force from them is not a... Not necessarily military forces we Correct. would use against a foreign enemy. It yeah. would simply be, you know, like we said, against foreign or domestic. Well, if it's a domestic threat, we're still going to stand up. We have the training. We have the 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 uh, the, the utilities right. to to be able to 
And also, so, the, and you've got the duty to do it too. And Will, you're right. And I think, and the media, again, they're horrible people, and we approve of this. But they basically, they are drumming up this whole Donald Trump said, I will use the military to stop it. He said, because this is, again, I don't have the audio. I wish I did. When Donald Trump stepped into the Rose Garden on Monday, he made some really pertinent statements. And then, of course, the media the, ignored all of it. They ignored everything Donald Trump said, and they focused on the photo op at the church. They focused on the Bible. They ignored the fact that Donald Trump said the governors need to call in the National Guard and stop this. And if they don't, I will use the military to do the job for them. He didn't say we're turning the United States into call of duty. And that's what people took it to mean. They imagine black ops. They imagine special forces. They think there's going to be army rangers with night vision goggles hurling grenades at peaceful protesters. That is not at all what is happening. And shame on anybody who's using their pulpit or their platform or their massive audience to spread that kind of message. CNN. CNN. Pardon me. Pardon me. I was choking on something. Uh, but that's basically the difference. And I would like to point out, if you follow this kind of stuff... You'll notice that in the last couple of nights with New York City in its own little, we'll take that out of the picture, in the last couple of evenings, since Donald Trump threatened military use uh, or mil use of military force to quell these, uh, you know, upscale these, these rebellions, really, and these, and these riots, they've gone down. And there have been more and more peaceful protests in Washington, D.C., in Chicago, in, in, in Florida, even in Seattle and Minneapolis, there have been fewer arrests, fewer looting uh, or less looting, fewer rioters. New York City, that's its own problem. You have a governor there that doesn't care. You have a mayor there who doesn't care even less. And you've got the media there who is actually promoting the violence and the rioting. So they're their own. They're their own little thing. They're going to have to deal with themselves. But the fact of the matter is, just even the threat of force helps quell the violence. And as a protester, you should be thankful for that. As a protester who's out, because what's the what's the one thing we heard the first couple of days? The riots and the looting and the violence and the bricks in the street and the cops getting attacked and the people stealing Nikes or whatever. And all of that, what did it do? It stole from the message, which is... George Floyd was killed by this by this psychopath who put his knee on his neck for eight and a half minutes and ignored him. And he was a police officer. That's the message. We've got to stop that kind of thing from happening again. But when you have the root, the looters and the violence and everything else, it steals away from that message. If anything, the legitimate peaceful protesters who want change in America, they should be happy. That Donald Trump is threatening to use the military to get the looters out of the way. Why? Well, because then they can take the spotlight back and they can be the ones on the news and they can be the ones on Twitter and people can start focusing on their message, which is which is all they want anyway. 855-765-1045 on that. I want to I'm going to we're going to get to this. Uh, we're going to get to this this Terrence Floyd audio because it's amazing. And then we're going to get to CNN because it's horrible. Uh, that's all coming up. Stay tuned to the Mark K show on 104.5 WOKV. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app. and He'll play it on the show or not. Either way, send one in. This is the Mark K show on 104.5 WOKV Jacksonville's news and talk. This is the Mark.
Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, 855-765-1045. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, we should actually take one more call because there, we have a guy, listen to this, we have a guy who knows the difference between militia, National Guard, and military, which I feel is something important that we need to maybe, like I said, I may be confused. Uh, I may not. This is John in Palm Coast. How you doing, John? Very good. How you doing? Hey, great. Uh, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say about the military being used um, to quell these uprisings around the country? Well, we have to understand that the state usually runs the National Guard, but under the National Defense Act of 1916, the federal government can federalize. So you can take the Wyoming National Guard, who's not having a problem, and send them to where the problems are. Right. The President of the United States, if the states are not going to activate these National Guard, needs to take a federal stance because we cannot have this. They can literally stop the rioting from their mere presence. Right. You know, you, the intimidation it, of an entire force standing there protecting property and lives. And that's what happened. That effective. happened in Minneapolis and that happened in San Diego or Santa Monica, rather. That's happened in a lot of places where the military or the National Guard has gone in. You see those big armored patrol carriers rolling into town and you go home. Yes. And, and not only that, as you can see, most of the protesters see that they're there to protect their First Amendment rights. Right. They see them as a neutralizer, not as a threat. Correct. Yeah. It needs, it needs to be done. Okay. It, it has to, because at this point, you have to restore some sense of normalcy so that the police can actually effectively do their job. They cannot be run over in the street. It's, it's anarchy. Yeah. No, John, that's a great point. Hey, thanks so much for calling with that, dude. We appreciate it. And that is, and you know, there's a lot of misconception going out there as well. And, and again, I, I hate to rag on CNN, but they're just such horrible people that it, it, they make it an easy thing to do. Uh, Kaylee McEnany, White House press secretary, she was at the press briefing yesterday and she was trying to quell this fake story about the president using rubber bullets and tear gas on protesters in Lafayette Square um, to clear the way so he could take his photo in front of in front of the church. Um, that's also a fake narrative. He didn't go to take a photo. He went to pay respects to the church to see the damage. Of course, there's photographers there as well, because that's basically, you know, when you're the president, the photographers follow you around. Uh, but they but they love to tell everybody that they they tear gassed and they used rubber bullets on innocent civilians. And Kaylee McEnany was in there saying that's not true. And Jim Acosta from CNN, who takes every opportunity he can to to ask pointed questions that have nothing to do with news and everything to do with perpetuating this narrative that Donald Trump is evil incarnate, asked about uh, asked about that and asked about the police. And Kaylee McEnany, she she had enough. She handed it to him. Watched a lot of your coverage. I watched a lot of the nation's coverage. And let's go through some of the things that happen when officers don't defend and protect themselves in St. Louis. Four police officers were shot in Las Vegas. An officer was shot in the head and is on life support in New York. A cop was beat up by people in Providence. Four to five police officers and state shoot, state troopers were injured. And in Ashbury Park, New Jersey, a police officer was injured. Okay, so when you have police officers, and that's the other thing, too. When you're protesting police brutality and you get out of control, that doesn't mean the police aren't going to use force to quell whatever bad behavior you're exhibiting. It's their job to, A, protect the lives of civilians and also, B, protect themselves. So rubber bullets and tear gas, uh, they're used not against peaceful protesters, but against protesters who no longer display peace or no longer act in peace. 
protesters who push up against police or throw bricks at them or hurl bottles at them. I mean, the minute you go from from walking down the street holding a sign, you know, or chanting something in a parade, the minute you go from that to hurling a an object at a cop, even if he's in full riot gear, even if he has a big shield, even if it's not going to hurt him, you, you cease to become a, a peaceful protester and you become a criminal. And she's pointing that out to Jim Acosta from CNN, who doesn't believe that police, apparently, should have the right to protect themselves. And she pointed out something else very interesting to Jim Acosta, which he probably never thinks about because he's very self-centered. Police officers are out on the front lines. They're defending and protecting you as you come into this building each and every day, Jim. We owe them honor. We owe them respect. And when they are under attack, they have the ability to defend themselves. So no regrets. So basically, Jim Acosta is saying, do you regret using the tear gas? Do you regret using the rubber bullets? Kaylee McEnany saying none of that happened. Police officers are out there getting attacked, too. They're getting attacked for no reason other than they're trying to keep the peace. And they have a right to protect themselves. And Jim Acosta, every time you walk in this building, you walk through police officers. Your headquarters in Atlanta, which was ransacked and looted and vandalized, uh, they were police officers there trying to protect you. You owe these people a little little courtesy and a little gosh darn respect to which Jim Acosta said, so no regrets, which shows you just the kind of just the kind of guy he, that's a, he's not even the worst of the CNN uh, of, of the CNN crowd. Not not only is Jim Acosta asking Kaylee McEnany these horrible questions about disrespecting police officers, but uh, Chris Cuomo is actively on the air promoting the riots and begging for them to continue. We'll play that audio here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045. Sometimes I'm talking when I turn on the microphone, and it's I forget that... It picks up stuff. Uh, what's that? Star Star 1045 if you want to get through to. All right. I've been talking about this for an hour. I'm finally going to get to it. Um, and by the way, we appreciate all the phone calls about the military. And uh, we'll get to uh, we'll get to more of your phone calls here before too long. I promise. I promise. First, though, uh, we have to get to this audio because, the, I mean, it's just been crazy. It's just been it's just been uh, like mayhem the entire year. 2020 has just been nuts. First, it was coronavirus and the, uh, you know, uh, the quarantine. Now we've got all of the protests, uh, George Floyd, uh, riots, looting, all that kind of stuff. And every single day you have this intense, this intense media coverage of how bad everything is and how it's Donald Trump's fault. Uh, well, here's basically here's how I see this un- unwind. There are people out there that, as as crazy as it may seem, benefit from these kinds of occurrences. There are people out there who really they thrive. They, you know, not just physically and not just, you know, impact. They get this they get this this burst of adrenaline, but also monetarily they make more money when, you know, bad news is good business for a lot of people. CNN probably leading the pack. And so they make the most of every bad news story. And when there aren't bad news stories, they just create them or they try to inspire others to create them. Or in the case of these riots, they inspire other people to perpetuate them. And that's what they did the other day. Now, the sad thing about this is just before this happened, they had some they had a a live feed video of Terrence Floyd speaking to a group of protesters. Terrence Floyd in Minneapolis is the brother of George Floyd. And Terrence Floyd got up in front of a group. He had a bullhorn. CNN cut to him live. And I really think CNN was shocked. 
by what they heard. Because what they heard was a, 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 a very intelligent and calm reaction to a terrible, horrible event. This guy's brother was brutally murdered by a police officer. It was broadcast over the entire world, and it was the tipping point for massive riots and looting and crime, criminal behavior like we haven't seen in decades. And think about this young man. Think about what's going through his mind every single day. And when he gets in front of a crowd of protesters and he's handed a bullhorn, he starts to talk. But again, I don't think CNN was expecting, nor were a lot of people, what came out of his mouth. Listen to Terrence Floyd and his message to basically America. I understand y'all upset. But like it was already said, I doubt y'all have as upset as I am. All right, basically, that's tough to hear. He said, I know y'all are upset, but believe me, y'all aren't half as upset as I am. After all, it was my brother who was killed. Come on now, here. So if I'm not over here wilding out, if I'm not over here blowing up stuff, come on. If I'm not over here messing up my community, come on. Then what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? This guy, this guy is so upset. He's upset because he's saying, hey, "This is my brother. I'm. You're not half as upset as I am. But I'm not wilding out. I'm not breaking stuff. I'm not destroying my own community. What are you people doing? What is the point of all of this?" And he continues. In every case of police brutality, the same thing has been happening. Y'all protest. Y'all destroy stuff, and if they don't move, you know why they don't move? Because it's not their stuff, it's our stuff. It's And it happened in Baltimore, and it happened in Ferguson, and it happened in Minneapolis, and it's happening all over the country. And he's finally, and he's sitting there, and here's the guy. I mean, he's really at the root of all this. He's at ground zero for the entire protest uh, this time around. And he's saying, he's saying stuff that people really need to hear. It's the same thing every single time, and it's not working. The protests, the riots, the breaking stuff, the lighting cop cars on fire, the throwing of bricks, it's not working. You're ruining your own stuff, and it's not effective. And then he says, here's probably what we should try. Let's do this another way. Let's stop thinking that our voice don't matter and vote. There you go. Not just vote for the president, vote for the preliminaries, vote for everybody. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a great idea. Voting is really voting is the number one tool that ever that is the great equalizer. That is the great equalizer in this country. Every American gets the right to vote. And we've gone a long way from that. Now it's not just rich male white landowners. Now it's not just rich males. Now it's not just men. Women have the right to vote. Minorities have the right to vote. Every single American citizen, natural born or naturalized, has the right to vote. And when you vote... That is how you truly affect change. You find somebody that you approve of, that you believe, that you trust with your because this is not a democracy. This is a republic. And in a Republican form of government, we choose leaders who then vote on our behalf. So you've got to really know who you're voting for. And in fact, Terrence Floyd points that out too. Educate yourself. Come on. Don't wait for somebody else to tell you who's who. 
Educate yourself and know who you're voting for. This is all great advice. And I was I was thrilled when I saw this. I was thrilled when I heard this guy who a week ago lost his brother to police brutality to this. this horror. I mean, this guy stuck it. It was awful. We all know it was awful. And the three other cops were just charged as well. And they're all going to face some kind of justice. We know that's going to happen. The governor of Minneapolis and the uh, attorney general of Minnesota said it's going to happen. The president said we are going to help you get justice for what happened because it's horrible. And he's out there saying, guys, don't don't riot. Don't loot. Don't break stuff. Go out and vote. And not only that, educate yourself and know who you're voting for. This is horrible news for Joe Biden, because Joe Biden is Joe Biden just assumes that the African-American voting bloc is going to him. Joe Biden goes on Charlemagne the God's Breakfast Club and says, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black. And now Terrence Floyd is saying it's not enough to vote. You've got to know who you're voting for. And if I were Joe Biden, I would not be happy by that statement because now you're going to have an African-American electorate going out and researching you and your record and what you've done. And guess what? They're going to find out. They're going to find out that you have a, a terrible record when it comes to helping african-americans and black voters you have a terrible record on on african-american advancement you tried to keep clarence thomas an african-american judge off of the supreme court you've tried you've taken for granted the fact that 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 african-americans vote for the democrats and you've and you've used that to, not only have you taken it for granted but you flaunted it what he did last week on the radio was flaunt his his just I mean, he was basically upset that he even had to convince a black man to vote for him. You're black. Why do I even have to? Because Charlemagne, the God said, come back on my show. We have more questions. And Joe Biden's like, come on, you got more. You're black. I'm Joe Biden. What else do you need to know? Well, now it's going to be a problem for him because everybody understands that voting is where you make change. And that's a great message. That, and if and if, if if Joe Biden gets more people inspired and excited and impassioned to go and vote for his agenda on November 3rd, God love him. He's the president. And it's Donald Trump's fault for not running the better campaign. It's Donald Trump's fault for not having the better agenda. It's Donald Trump's fault for not helping more people or making more people understand that he's there working for them. But if Joe Biden loses, which I believe he's going to do. It's going to be because of what Terrence Floyd said. Educate yourself. Come on. Don't wait for somebody else to tell you who's who. Educate yourself and know who you're voting for. That is bad news for Joe Biden. If any black voter educated themselves and found out who they were voting for, they would walk into that polling place on November 3rd and vote for anybody, anybody besides Joe Biden. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. We're to take a quick break. We're to take a quick break. More of your phone calls. I got more audio I want to play. We got to get to Chris Cuomo being a terrible person. That's all on the way. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. He's entertaining, informative, and he puts the talk in Jacksonville's news and talk. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Jacksonville's news and talk. that have just really held back. You're now in a situation where you have some states that are counting, uh, allowing massive protests 
but then you can't have somebody mm -hmm. open up a small business where okay. you have a few. It just doesn't work. So I think that this is a good approach for us, and we want to continue to move forward in a, pr a productive direction. That is uh, Governor Ron DeSantis speaking to Brian Kilmeade on Fox and Friends this morning, I believe. Yeah, all, right? four, all three of them. All, right, all, all three, three of so the friends. Brian Kilmeade and the other two. Was Fox Steve, and the Hound. Steve and the Ducey and Ainsley Earhart. Ainsley Earhart, yeah. I knew you were a big fan of hers. Anyway. Uh, he also said this. I think that having respect for the rule of law, order in society is just a fundamental thing that has to be respected. Um, and I think the president's right to insist on that. Listen, the, the, Ron DeSantis, he's no dummy. He knows what he's doing. He, he came out uh, yesterday, which was the day after Donald Trump announced they were moving the GOP convention from Charlotte. By the way, we're not going to Charlotte. You weren't here yesterday. Ixnay on the Arlet Shea. Okay. It's not going to happen. Okay. Uh, the governor, and the governor, this is another thing that I saw yesterday. Uh, I know we're kind of all over the place today, but we're kind of all over the place all the time. Um, the governor of North Carolina announced over the weekend that North Carolina would not be ready to um, host the convention. Roy Cooper is his name. They would not be ready to host the, the Republican National Convention in the full way that Donald Trump and the Republicans want it to be held, meaning restaurants open, bars open, meeting rooms open, people able to mobilize and move around pretty much as we did during the last convention, the media having full access, that kind of thing. He wants the full convention. The Republicans want the full convention. North Carolina's governor does not. He's still, as Donald Trump said, in shelter-in-place mode, whereas the rest of the country is trying to open for business. So they couldn't come to terms, and Donald Trump said, that's it. You're out. We're, in, we're not doing it in Charlotte. I had to cancel my Airbnb. Luckily, we didn't have airfare. I was going to drive there. Um, and so now they're looking for a new spot. Well, Florida has two cities in the running, Orlando and Jacksonville. And so the governor, the day after this happens, comes out in Orlando, one of the places that they're thinking about for the convention, and announces the next phase of reopening. Announces also that the protests in Florida are almost, I mean, they're almost at a standstill. Not the peaceful ones, because there was one downtown in San Marco. There's one supposedly tonight in the beaches, weather permitting. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that the, the violence and the, and the, and the, um, looting and the rioting in Florida is almost non-existent, uh, unlike other states. So Florida having half of the cities up for grabs, reopening, um, having a very safe uh, having a very safe downtown center where whatever rioting and looting and protesting that gets un you know really occurs, it, it, it's very quickly taken care of by the authorities here in the state. It makes it very attractive to someone like Donald Trump and someone like Rona McDaniel to say, hey, we should go there. And in fact, there were people from the GOP in Jacksonville, I believe, yesterday. You know, touring the city, taking a look around, looking at Star, looking at the hotels, making sure that they could handle the situation here. Um, and I feel confident that of the four cities, Las Vegas, Nashville, Orlando and Florida, I believe Florida will get this thing. Keep in mind, Donald Trump is a resident of Florida. Florida is a swing state. And while it's currently pretty red. Ron DeSantis is our governor. Rick Scott is our senator. Marco Rubio is our other senator. Lenny Curry is our, our mayor. While it's still a pretty red state, it's always considered up for grabs. And having the Republican National Convention here would be a, a huge way to solidify his support. 855-765-1045 is our we number. Real quick. Real, oh, hello, Kenneth. Are you, I want to talk to Kenneth real quick because he's been holding for a while. Kenneth, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. How are you doing, Kenneth? You're calling from Washington, D.C. or Washington State? Washington State. All right, what's going on, sir? What can we do for you there? What do you want to say? Yes, sir. I grew up in North Carolina myself, from Wayne County. My cousin got killed in 2008 in Roxboro, North Carolina, by a black cop. 
the media portrayed it as the cop shot him one time in the chest and that was it. That's not the true story. The true story was he was running away from the cop, and the cop shot him five times, and the autopsy proves that point blank to the back is what killed him. Yeah. Ken, and man, and the that, man is still on the police force to this day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ken, listen, man, we are, I'm so sorry to hear that. That sounds like a horrible situation. And, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm sorry to hear what happened with you. I don't know anything about that story, though. I don't want to comment on it. Um, but I, I, I understand, um, I understand that there's pain from anyone who has any kind of situation, especially with the police force, uh, who's uh, sworn to, you know, protect and serve. Hey, thanks so much for your call. 855-765-1045. This is Joe in Detroit. How you doing, Joe? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Mark, I'm so glad to be on with you. Oh, good. Well, we're I'm glad to have right. you. We're glad to have you. How's Detroit doing? Uh, actually, it's been pretty good. Oh, good. Uh, things are coming along, and it's almost as sunny as Florida right now, so oh, that's pretty good. Oh, what can we do? What's up? What's up? I, I listen to you all the time, and I don't, I don't know where to start. I'm just so frustrated um, because I love this country, and I love what it stands for. Yeah. And um, it's tearing me apart that we're doing this to ourselves. And I have friends and um, a significant other who's on the other side of the aisle. And it's getting very, very difficult for me to to defend the way Trump is behaving. And I completely agree with um, all this stuff that's been coming out and the points that you're making about the, the looting and the rioting, and it's a tragedy what happened in Minnesota. Um, it's a tragedy what's happened with all these different, um, you know, cases of police brutality. Um, but it's getting tough because of some of the things that he's, that Trump is doing. And I, I, it's, very frustrating. Joe, and, the, Joe, we have 20 seconds. Give me one of the things that you find most frustrating that Donald Trump has done that you have trouble talking to your friends about. Um, I'm, I can't defend what he, what that whole photo op thing with the church on, on Monday. I understand what the message was, but he's a hor- he's, he's just horrible at delivering his message. Okay. And- All right. We'll get into that. We got to take a quick break. Unfortunately, we'll get into that here in just a minute. Uh, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll try to, you know, shed some light on that for you. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one Oh four, five, a quick break. This is the Mark K show on one Oh four point five WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. By the way, we're trying to get to everybody's open mic messages and phone calls where we've been inundated, of course, because these are interesting times and everybody has an opinion like this guy. What is the fine line between free speech and disrespect? That's a great question, and I'll tell you, you don't want to uh, ask CNN. But before we jump into that, I got a call from a guy named Joe in Detroit just moments ago. And Joe said, you know, it's starting to wear. I'm a huge, you know, I, I, he loves the show. He loves what we stand for. He uh, approves of the job the president's been doing. He goes, but it's taken its toll having to explain Donald Trump to my friend. He goes, I have a lot of friends, and they always ask me, and there's some things he do he does, and it just frustrates me. And I just, I can't explain it. And, you know, what do, I, what do I do? So I asked him, I said, give me one thing. What's one thing you're frustrated that the president's done um, that you have trouble explaining to people? He said the photo op in front of the church. You know, Donald Trump gives this speech. He walks out. He goes, I'm going to go to a very special place. He goes to the church and he takes the picture with the Bible and then he leaves. Now, 
If you're Donald Trump, you think to yourself, this is great. In a time of national sorrow, I'll go to a church which was vandalized by, by, by looters and rioters. I'll hold up a Bible in a show of solidarity. There'll be photographers, of course, so they'll take pictures. And this will show, you know, that we are not tolerating looting and the destruction of monuments and religious, uh, you know, religious uh, sanctuaries. And it'll also show that, you know, I'm standing with the American people. Totally backfired on him. Totally backfired because, of course, there are people out there who will take anything at all that Donald Trump does and they will twist it and turn it and they will they will they will they will make it uh, fit their their negative narrative instead of the positive narrative that the president's trying to put forward. They work diligently to destroy any semblance of America coming together. And they have for decades. Um, and with Donald Trump, they're doing it. They, I mean, they do it. They do a double time. They actually there are people out there in in reputable organizations like the media that are using their power, not for good, but for basically evil. And what I tell people who say I can't explain Donald Trump's actions, I say you don't have to don't explain. Don't waste your time explaining what Donald Trump does to people who hate him. Don't waste your time explaining the president's actions to people who will always find fault in those actions. Don't waste your time with a stupid story like the photo op of the church when what everybody should be counting on and focusing on and what everybody should be listening to are the words he spoke moments prior, which were the governors need to step up and stop these rebellions. They need to stop these evildoers who are destroying our communities. They need to stop the looters and the rioters by by calling in the National Guard. And if any governor refuses to do so, I will do it for them. We need to be the, the country of law and order. I am the law and order president. People ignored that. They ignored that important message. And they, and they put the microscope on the church photo op. So if your friends are like, your president is horrible. You know what he did? He, he, he gassed some uh, protesters so he could take a picture in front of a church. And he doesn't even believe in God. All of that is fake. It's all a lie. It's, we heard Kaylee McEnany say it just the other day. You know, Jim Acosta was telling her, look, why are the police tear gassing people and using rubber bullets on peaceful protesters? They're not peaceful. And the police have a, have the right to protect themselves and others if the protesters aren't acting peacefully. Police officers are out on the front lines. They're defending and protecting you as you come into this building each and every day, Jim. We owe them honor. We owe them respect. And when they are under attack, they have the ability to defend themselves. No yeah, so no regrets, says CNN. CNN, by the way, they don't have any regrets either. CNN will say the president does not regret using tear gas and rubber bullets for a photo op. Two things which never happened. It wasn't a photo op and they didn't tear gas or use rubber bullets on the uh, protesters in Lafayette Square. And we have proof of that. The DOD has verified that. But Jim Acosta doesn't care. CNN doesn't care why. They want the protests to continue. They believe that these violent riots, they believe that the looting, they believe that the anarchy in the streets is good for business, not the business of America, the business of CNN. And the business of CNN is make Donald Trump look bad, help Democrats win back the White House at all costs. And if it means making up news stories about protesters who were gassed when they weren't, fine, so be it. If it means making up stories about Donald Trump ordering the military to clear out the, the park so that he could take a picture, so be it. If it means actually sending one of your your uh, talking heads, one of your you know so-called anchors, who happens to be, by the way, brother to the governor of New York State, one of the least effective states in handling 
both the coronavirus and these riots and protests and looting, then by all means, send him on there to continue to inspire people to riot and loot. And that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what Chris Cuomo did the other day in his like closing thoughts or whatever. He said this about the riots and the looting and why they shouldn't stop. Doesn't make it okay to riot, says the majority. But doesn't it depend why it's happening? A riot in Boston Harbor started the fight that amounted to America. Cities burned across the continent in 1968, again at Stonewall. In each of those cases, it was the minority manifesting a desperate plea to be heard and for change, just like now. Okay, so he's basically now equating what's going on in cities across the country to the American Revolution. But the problem is, Chris Cuomo has no idea what the American Revolution was about. Listen to what he said. But doesn't it depend why it's happening? First of all, it doesn't. What's happening with the criminal activity and the behavior, what's happening with the looting and the rioting, someone taking a brick and throwing it through their neighbor's store and stealing their neighbor's stuff because they're angry about something that happened in a city thousands of miles away. There's no excuse for that. There is no doesn't it depend on why it's happening no, Chris, it doesn't. But here's the real issue. A riot in Boston Harbor started the fight that amounted to America. All right, let's talk about the riot in Boston Harbor. There was no riot in Boston Harbor. What happened in Boston Harbor was you had 60 Sons of Liberty go on three ships, throw about 300 of case, cases of tea overboard. The tea didn't belong to their neighbors. The tea didn't belong to people in Boston. The tea belonged to the British. It belonged to the East India Company. It belonged to the king. And it wasn't the minority speaking out against the majority. It was the majority of Americans saying, we are sick and tired of you taxing us to death. We are sick and tired of you stealing all of our money. We are sick and tired of you, King George, one person, treating us like second-class citizens. It wasn't racially based. It wasn't about police brutality. Nobody was killed. Nobody had a brick thrown through their house. Nothing was torched. Police were not attacked or killed or, or rocks weren't thrown at their horses. It was a it was a group of guys who said, we don't like the British. We're going to throw their tea in the harbor. And they did it. They did it because they were sick and tired of their economic state and and the and the tyrannical rule. The tyrannical rule that the British had over them here in the United States, it's a totally different story here in the United States. If you're upset with the leadership, if you're upset with the way things are going, if you're upset with your taxes or your police department or your leadership, you don't riot. You don't do that kind of thing. You don't loot. You don't throw bricks. You don't destroy or attack innocent people. We've come a long way since then. We're not looking for another American revolution. What we do here is we vote. We go out there. We come up with an agenda. We pick a candidate. We make sure everybody knows. We work to convince people that that person has our best interests at heart. And then we hold an election. And if that person can do exactly that and say, hey, look, I'm the better man or woman for the job. Then they win. And if they can't, they lose. And there's no excuse. There's no excuse. No, it does not depend on why those people are rioting. It's against the law. It's illegal. It's immoral. And it's disgusting for you and your network to suggest otherwise. He continues. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't really there's no handbook on protesting. Uh, you do have the right to peaceably assemble. But, I mean, I guess I can't show you that. It's not written anywhere. But then again, you know, it's never written anywhere that journalists should be, uh, you know, even-minded and bipartisan or uh, or not have partisan views. It, it It's really kind of 
it, it all comes back to the whole you don't have to explain what your president does and or why he does it. You just have to understand that no matter what he does, there were people out there every single day working to destroy it. 855-765-1045. We got to take another break. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show on the way. Stay tuned. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way, you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Just with these liberal mayors, liberal Democrats, and governors, how they're tough as hell on keeping people locked up in their houses. But when it comes to ending the crime and those stores being broken into and the looting, and by the way, people being hit over the back of the head, the man in Dallas that was kicked unmercifully, I never saw anything like it, he's being kicked and beaten up and probably going to die. You look at all of this stuff, the woman who gets hit by a two by four. Nobody ever mentions that, but you look at what goes on. But the liberal mayors, they keep you locked up. But when it comes to the looting and everything, they're very weak on crime. 855-765-1045. And again, we, just, uh, we were just talking about Joe and, and you know, what was going on. And uh, he, his question was about the photo op in Lafayette Park. Keep in mind, by the time Donald Trump cleared Lafayette Park, by the time we saw those images, and, and, and I know people are still debating. There was, I saw tear gas. It's been investigated. And the investigation from the Department of Defense and the, and the Washington, D.C. police and everyone else claim that there was no tear gas or rubber bullets used in clearing the park. Were, was there tear gas and rubber bullets used elsewhere? Absolutely. But the, the question that remains and the thing that people don't realize is this was not night number one. This was night number four. And already the president, uh, the White House was under attack. The church had been burned. You know, this is an effort. This isn't Donald Trump going out there and using excessive force for no reason. This is Donald Trump saying, clear the park, clear the streets. There is a seven o'clock curfew. It's 633. We're going to start clearing out because at seven o'clock, everybody's got to be gone. And we want to protect our church. We want to protect our monuments. We want to protect our White House. This was four or five days into this mayhem. This was after millions of dollars worth of damage was already done. This was after the desecration of St. John's Church. This was after the desecration of the World War II monument. This was after the desecration of the Lincoln Memorial. This was after all of that. This was no one was innocent. Nobody out on those streets after curfew was innocent. It's like Herman Cain said the other day in Atlanta, they had a curfew of seven o'clock at seven o'clock. Every law abiding, peaceful protester went home. Why? Because they're law-abiding, peaceful protesters. After 7 o'clock, if you're still out there, you're obviously not a law-abiding, peaceful protester. You're there for a totally different reason. And the police are going to get rid of you. And it's all in the name of public safety. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. This is Fabian in Jacksonville. Hi, Fabian. How are you? Hey, how's it going, Mark? Hey, love your show, man. Thanks, man. Love you, too, Fabian. What you want to say, sir? Oh, well, I wanted to talk about, you know, uh, the militia for a second. Uh, Florida, yes, does have a militia. Uh, we work with our local law enforcement when it comes down to, you know, search and rescue attempts and, uh, you know, natural disasters and stuff. Uh, yeah, if the government does want to activate the militia, they could. They could in protection of life and property if they wanted to. And that's, in the U.S. code. And that's different than the, uh, that's different than the National Guard. 
Uh, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Okay. This but, is local militias, and there's three regions throughout Florida, and yes, they're active. Got it. And I, yeah, and I didn't even think about that. Constitutional, constitutional militia. Search and rescue, hurricane, really, all that kind of stuff. I, there's tons of different reasons. Just like you would use the military. I mean, how many times have we used the military to drop supplies to people that need them? How many times, if there's a hurricane and people's lives are in danger... Uh, if there's, you know, if there's flooding, if we need to, you know, evacuate people from a place like New Orleans after Katrina, wouldn't we use the military? Wouldn't we use I mean, we use military helicopters and Coast Guard helicopters and things like that. It, when people's lives and livelihoods and property are in danger, when they're under attack from a foreign uh, government, uh, the elements or even some kind of domestic threat. Yeah, I think we I think, you know, it's their duty, their sworn duty against all enemies, foreign and domestic, uh, to serve and protect. Hey, thanks so much for the call. Thanks to everybody who called in today. What a, man, we had a very busy show. Tomorrow, we didn't even get a chance to get to what the bleep today. Tomorrow, hopefully, we'll squeeze in some fake news Friday. Uh, in the meantime, stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news, Rush Limbaugh, all coming up next on 104.5 WOKV. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.